Hey everyone, this is Blake. Just a quick note before the start of the show, I would like to hear your ideas. If you head over to halfhourintern.com, at the top there is a link that says submit your ideas. If you yourself do a cool or interesting job or hobby or you know someone who does, you can submit it through there. As well, if you have a question that you wish that I had asked a previous guest of the show, you can submit those there as well. And about once a month, I'll be doing a frequently asked questions show where I go over missed opportunities for questions from interviews. So thank you in advance for for all of your ideas and onto the show. You always you always find some little nooks, some little crannies, some views, some perspective that you'd never seen before, or a flower, or a plant, something growing between these two things, some little piece of art somebody stuck somewhere. You know, it's it's a neighborhood of serendipity that's really amazing. I want to be my current self from this point forward. I want to learn how to play piano. Working with human beings, drinking wine in the middle of the day. I want to be a Truck driver. I'm going to be the next greatest painter. Just kind of work with kids, getting them ahead in life. I want to be a welder. I want to be a beach bum. I want to be a baseball player. Brewmaster. A winemaker. Professional snuggler. Let me mention those sweet, hot lavender baths and writing in the evening. What's up, everybody? This is Blake Fletcher, the Half Hour Intern. In today's episode, I interview someone from my hood, Todd Lappin, who started a neighborhood blog about my neighborhood in San Francisco called Bernal Heights. So when I first moved to Bernal about three years ago, I came across the blog on Google when I was looking for some info on a local bar and ended up finding an article about the bar on the site. And then I stayed on the site, read a whole bunch of other articles, learned a lot of news about my new neighborhood and kind of who some of my neighbors were and some of the history of the area. And I mean, the blog is just really funny, really informative, really insightful, and just inspires such a feeling of community to the whole neighborhood. You feel like you get a feeling for the neighborhood and the people that are in it when you read the blog and you read the comments that are on this blog. So I could not recommend more than anything that I've done thus far that a lot of you out there get started doing. It's such a great service that you provide to your community if you were to start a blog like this. And during the interview, what's nice is Todd will also speak to the benefit that he gets from having started a blog like this, which sounds fantastic. It's certainly not monetary, but he he gets something, I think, a lot more than that from having started this blog. So without further ado, here is Neighborhood Blogger. Todd, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I have to say, I feel that we live in probably the greatest neighborhood in the greatest city on the face of the planet. It, first of all, is that why you started Burnalwood? And since you have started writing Burnalwood, do you still feel that way or has your, your feelings swayed one way or the other? I definitely feel like this is one of the best neighborhoods uh, in the country um, and the city. And, you know, I think the one of the funny things about what's happened since I've done Burnwood is that the rest of the country has realized that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, because literally 10 years ago, I started the blog, I think, in uh, 2010. And uh, maybe late 2009. And uh, yeah, I mean, nobody really knew what who Bernal, what Bernal Heights was or what it was about. But, you know, as the city is pulled out of the recession of the late 2000s and as the economy has recovered and, you know, San, Bernal Heights and San Francisco and Bernal Heights have really come into their own. And it's been really, really amazing to see. Of course, you know, the, you know, the first obvious thing to explain is, you know, why, why is it called Burnalwood? And the answer is because... Well, the name itself, I gotta confess, I didn't come up with it. It was a, a real estate flyer from one of the neighbors, one of the realtors around here. Ended up in my uh, my um, 
mail, mailbox. You know one of those postcards you get from the realtors that yeah. always show up in your mailbox? Is this right around the time that you were thinking about starting? No, actually. It was about four years before that. Oh, whoa. Okay. Uh, and and I had, they had done this Burnalwood thing. And uh, – and I had cut it out, and I had it on a bulletin board in my kitchen for four years, and, <laughs> and stared at it. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, when I was finally inspired to do the blog, that sort of came to you know that seemed like a really so funny. Thing. Have you ever reached back out to that realtor? I did. Like- I told them that, and I, you know, I sort of said, "I'm sort of sorry. I apologize <laughs> for that." But yeah. uh, but um, uh, and they didn't seem too angry. Well, they didn't seem too psyched either. And um, but uh, but the um, you know, part of it for me was that. <clears throat> That this is like a really wonderful, delightful, amazing, beautiful, weird, fantastic place, the neighborhood we live in. Definitely. And, you know, I think it, it, it's it's a quirky place. I mean, if there's one word I always used to describe Bernal, it's, it's quirky. And I mean that in the most loving, loving yeah, way possible. Yeah, I couldn't possible. agree more, totally. And uh, and so, you know, the idea of – plus it's also a little worried about its own, you know, quirkiness. So that was why I sort of liked the idea of Bernalwood. It's kind of like – you know, I mean, the the, the pretense the pretense of the of the blog, of course, which I think almost everybody almost everybody gets as being just a joke, is that Bernal is completely like celebrity and fashion obsessed. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that, that we're all about glamour and style, and of course, nobody here cares at all about yeah. any of that. So, yeah, you know, the idea is to sort of tweak our own noses a little bit about our worst, darkest fears of becoming vapid <laughs> and insipid and, and completely Which mar- is a huge actual concern now. It is in San Francisco concern. and the neighborhood and everything. That's right. And that's sort of why I'm actually, the more I've lived with the, the conceit of the blog, the more it feels right to me, which is to say, like, we need to just ridicule this right, right on. It's not to say those aren't real concerns or real yeah. potentially real problems, but we're not going to solve them by... Uh, by by failing to have a sense of humor about them, yes, we're, we're gonna we need to sort of laugh at our own folly. Yes, you're absolutely right. So take us through how this all starts and what your background is that led you to have the ability to even do this. Sure. So I I um I was a magazine editor for ten years here in San Francisco. Um, I was always sort of more interested in magazines than newspapers. I don't have any newspaper background at all. Um, and, uh, I was an editor at Wired Magazine for five years in the nineties, uh, just before the first dot-com boom. And then I was an editor at, uh, Business 2.0 Magazine, which was a Timec magazine here in San Francisco. I was an editor there for, uh, about five years. And in between, I've also kind of written for, edited, you know, lots of the other magazines in the Bay Area. And, uh, so I, but then I moved out of that when it sort of became clear that, I probably should get out of magazines because that was sort of like being a blacksmith um, and that the world was not going to give me a very nice uh, career here in San Francisco as a magazine editor. So I decided to move away from that and get into I can't imagine what that's like to like see the writing on the wall for an entire career, for an entire you know industry. Well, even more than that, you know, you sort of, I mean, to be really honest, there's this, you know, you sort of, you know, you grow up, you read about blacksmiths and all this stuff you think you're reasonably clever you know and when you're picking a career choice you don't think you're going to be the one to pick something that kind of you know is obsoleted (laughs) and uh, when i started it wasn't entirely obvious although i was at wired for five years which you know wired was never about the death of print or saying that print is doomed but still the it was about this certain kind of trends that should have like told me like maybe maybe you know (laughs) yeah yeah the inside edge so you think you're kind of clever but it turns out i wasn't so clever and it was it was you know it was but um i learned a lot along the way and i really love magazines i still love magazines you know producing magazines is fantastic as a visual experience they're wonderful the relationship between story and image was something i always really liked 
um, as one of the unique properties of that medium. And uh, so when I sort of started to feel like there wasn't sort of a lack of, uh, of a real news source in Bernal Heights uh, and uh, you know, the sort of the idea, the skills of how to do that and how to, how to put stuff together uh, and how to kind of make it kind of fun and have a voice and have a point of view were the things I knew as a magazine editor. So it now, just sort of started as a, as a, as a kind of a, as a kind of a whim and grew from there. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask. How you say it started as kind of a whim. Had you seen other neighborhood magazines or newsletters or blogs? Cause like from, you know, I grew up in more of the suburbs, but moved to different areas of LA and stuff. And I never, I never saw anything like that until I got to Bernal. And one day I ended up on, I probably saw a flyer around the neighborhood or I don't know what, I don't know how I ended up getting led to Bernalwood. And as soon as I found it, I was like, this is freaking awesome. Like you and I discussed before the interview, I don't read blogs at all. And, and I frequently find myself on Bernalwood and, and I'll be there for quite a while every time I'm on there because it's my neighborhood. It's such an awesome, wonderful thing to read information specifically related to your neighborhood and then hear people chime in with comments that are, you know, your neighbors basically, and to see kind of what the consensus feeling is on what's been happening in the neighborhood right now. The, um, well, it just turns out that, you know, I do think that in the world we live in, there are very few types of information, which are not, which are so valuable that people go out of way to, to see them. Mm. And, you know, it turns out. Yes. And, and it, <laughs> It is somewhat proven that I think local news, the hyper local news, the stuff about you know right around your neighborhood is one of those things that it's just you can't repeat it anywhere else. It's part of what's made the ability to do this great, and it is that it's so easy. You just start a blog, and it's also what makes it challenging because uh, you know it's it, the, there's no real sustainable model for it, but it's very easy. But at the time, there there were a few other neighborhood blogs. I wasn't really reading them because I don't live in those neighborhoods. Yeah, uh, but you, you knew of the concept. Yeah, I knew of the concept, and uh, and you know, but I wasn't really sort of very. It really was just a lark. I was remember just sitting in a coffee shop and just going like, ah, oh, uh, you know, I don't, you know, there was something that I was like had a bee in my bonnet about something, and then I was just like, you know, I should just just do this. Yeah, and uh, I had done another blog before previously, which had nothing to do with with Bernal Heights. And had a really good time with it and had really great experiences with it. <clears throat> and I figured, you know, I might as well try try another one. Yeah. And uh, so uh, that's where Bernal Wood came from. Awesome. And, uh, you know, and then I think really early on, I, I somewhat deliberately picked a fight with Brito Justice over the uh, territory of La Lengua, which, you know, is sort of the disputed area. A, a, a neighborhood, <laughs> a neighbor, you know, there's always, neighborhoods always had these arguments over where yeah. the boundaries are. I just and all picture like gangs in New York. With you. <laughs> yeah, it sort of was like, but the truth is, you know, so, and then this other blogger who lived, you know, over uh, in a, not too far from Bernal Heights uh, had declared sort of his autonomy from our neighborhood and from several other neighborhoods. But historically, that is part of our neighborhood. So, and we're actually really good friends. So that was the other funny thing was, you know, we're great friends in real life, but uh, on the internet, we sort of Mexican wrestle as, <laughs> as you know, sort of uh, antagonists. And so I, I sort of picked a fight with him playfully uh, just because, you know, we, we argue about this all the time just as friends. And it kind of got picked up around um, on other blogs around town that, oh, there's this new blog and, you know, they're it's called Burnalwood and, you know, it's already – you know, declaring, you know, basically sort of, you know, you know, swinging a stick around. Yeah. Yeah. And then that sort of was it. I was stuck with it because people were then paying attention and, uh, and yeah, for better, for worse, you were on the radar. So what is it like in those starting days? Like I I could only think that if, if me personally, if I were to on a whim think, Oh, you know, I think I might want to do neighborhood blog the next day, I'd be like, 
shoot, where am I supposed to get this news from? How am I supposed to figure out what's happening in the neighborhood all the time? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the skills I have from being a magazine editor, uh, and I had also done, I was a magazine editor. And the other thing I had done, which was really, I think helpful for me was I had done a lot of work, uh, with user generated content, uh, you know, stuff where people are submitting stuff and you then repackage it and turn it into something even better. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that's one of the things I just sort of really realized could make Bernalwood tick, which is that we all are generating cool stuff. Uh, and it's just a matter of sort of bringing it to people in a way that they want to read it. So um, writing a post, like writing a, a proper post, you know, what you might call I, – I think a lot of posts on Burnwood. I mean this, the secret of Burnwood, you know, straight up is the neighborhood itself. In, in other words, people send me stuff yeah. all the time. And well, I, now, but that's why I asked about when you started. When you started – who... I mean for a little bit I would sort of like, you know, find stuff. I would find this, find that. You know, there's a YouTube video. There's this. Every once in a while, I actually go in and I would write something more substantial that was all, you know, you know, generated by me. Um, there were some other contributors who I had who were doing a little bit here and there uh, originally, but mostly it was me, and still is mostly me. And uh, but you know, you sort of just kind of keep it going. But I, one thing I knew is that you just have to have enough frequency and regularity that people can habituate around the idea of reading it. Yeah. You know, if you go to, we've all had that experience. You go to a site and, and you know. And you just see it hasn't been updated in a week. And a week you get nervous. You know, a month you're like, it's, it's you know, dead. It's dead. And you don't go back because yeah. that's what you remember. So, yeah. you know, I just knew you have to just keep doing it or else people uh, just would not really habituate around it or get into the habit of reading it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so you know, I was just kind of stringing things together. But pretty quickly, I don't, I've never had to say it. And this is one of my favorite things about Bernalwood, absolute favorite things. I've never had to say it. But everybody just kind of gets it. Which is that you know you guys are the reporters you know that you you know I, I'm at work all day you know, other people are in the neighborhood and people just send stuff yeah you know and I, I'm pretty resourceful about finding stuff too but mo you know some I can see find a tweet you know some I can see something else someone's written but a lot most of the time the really good stuff always comes because somebody just sends me an email. So and, with what this has grown into now, like how, how you just said I'm I'm at work all day. I mean you are at work all day. You have a very full nine to five, eight to five job. So with the amount of email and everything that you're getting in now, what is your, it's, it's magical. I mean, I've always like, had a job when I've done Burnwood. That's one of the beautiful things about Burnwood is I've never tried to make Burnwood my job mm -hmm. and I've never had to depend on Burnwood to pay for anything. It's been very part of what makes it liberating. Um, but also part of what makes it a little challenging. Um, so it literally is what I do to relax, yeah. you know, at night, uh, you know, while some people watch television, I usually am noodling around with Bernalwood. So, and that's just kind of how I unwind. So, uh, that's kind of a freakish thing about myself, but nevertheless, <laughs> that's just that's just true. Yeah. So that's sort of um, that's always been a part of it is that you know it doesn't have to pay the bills. Yeah. So, and that's also why the sort of the fact that it's so user generated that the readers, the community, cr really. Uh, contributes so much in the information that's on the blog is so wonderful because that actually makes it doable. If yeah. I'm just, there's one thing to have to write a post. It's another thing to have to package a post and yeah. packaging is a lot faster. Yeah, for sure. So it, it, it's a big part of what's made it sustainable is that I've never tried to do all of it myself. I mean, I always have been the person who writes the headlines and, you know, arranges the images and, you know, kind of packages things up. But you know, there's a lot of great stories out there that just people just sort of send me and they're good to go. And then I usually so run they'll, them. they'll write out a full article for you. 
and then well, you know, so they'll write whatever. I've never. I mean, you, you know, you've read it. Sometimes it's a sentence, yeah, and yeah. a photo, <laughs> and yeah. sometimes it's you know two sentences, or sometimes it's a, it's a you know. But uh, it doesn't matter. I can work with almost anything. Yeah. Um, I've always been really clear about the sourcing. That makes a big difference. You know, in other words, uh, you know, people know when I when I'm quoting somebody or block quoting somebody. You know, mm-hmm. I sort of attribute them. And this is what they sent me, and I, you know, and and so they just people talk in their own words, and I don't try and pretend they're anything other than their own words. Yeah, I don't get into anything that involves. I don't. So and there's Burnwood has not, to the best of my knowledge, ever had a, a factual error. Uh, you know, I've never had anybody say I, I made typos, spelling errors all the time, but <laughs> but uh, but nobody's ever said you got this wrong. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's a credit to the to the to the writers, you know, to all the neighbors who send stuff. But it's also, I think, a partially. I've never gotten into. I will. I mean, I won't do something from a neighbor, from a, a member of the community, which is like a he said, she said thing. I was just going to ask that. So I imagine that when you're receiving articles, they have to be more or less fact based. If somebody yeah. is writing this whole entire opinion column, right. you, it's hard for you. I, to I don't that. really get into that. You know, yeah. I mean, it's hard to have a, again be angry about something like, you know, I always. Yeah, I mean, just parking, for example. Like people are angry about the you know, somebody <laughs> was parking, and you know, that's fine. But it has to be like basically, I I saw I, I, I you know I saw this. Yeah. As long as it's basically rooted in some experiences of, of I saw this. Yeah. Um. Then we're we're okay. But I I've there's been not I mean very very few, but there have been moments when one neighbor was telling me about something another neighbor was doing that they thought was terrible. Yeah. And I I won't even go, I, that's not appropriate for the blog. Yeah. So but but I, I there's been plenty of times when Burnwood has had you know coverage of major events that would rival anything you'd find in the Chronicle. You know, yeah. there was a fire, I remember, at an art gallery on Mission Street. Uh, the, 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 the King's Nails Gallery had a, had a show that caught fire, and there was a fire inside the gallery. And by 11 o'clock that night, I had an account of the story. I had photos. I had pictures of wow. the fire trucks outside. And it all came from neighbors. It was yeah. amazing. I, when you put it together, I was like, I'm sitting here in my kitchen, and I have a, an amazing team of reporters who are giving me, you know, all the all the details, and uh, and it's all because everybody knows that we are, you know, we a we have these digital phones, which are these amazing tools uh, in our pockets all the time. But yeah. but people just know if I just send it, it, you know, I'll do the rest, yeah. and that tends to be very sustainable. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about that and that feeling and what your life is like now. I, I guess how has your life changed? since you started doing this and how has your life as a citizen of Bernal and life as a resident of San Francisco changed since you decided to start doing this? That's a fantastic question because, uh, uh there's, it's changed so much that I don't even notice that it's changed, which, <laughs> which is to say like, there's a whole group of people who I know in my neighborhood, uh, who, uh, I know well enough now that I forget that I wouldn't have known them if I didn't, uh, hadn't done Burnalwood. They're just my friends, yeah. and uh, they're my community. Um, and you know, we feel like we have a nice history together. Like I said, that it goes far enough back that I I literally forget that if I hadn't done Burnalwood, we I would not know this person at all. Yeah, and I probably have two or three dozen people like that that I would consider you know great friends. That uh, you know, if I hadn't done Burnalwood, we would have never met. Yeah, and uh, so there's that, which is amazing. Um, uh. There's also just like the ability to walk through the neighborhood, which I do, and you just see it in like 4D. <laughs> I bet, yeah. You know, like you just sort of see everything. You kind of, 
You just know what's going you on. Know what's, <laughs> yeah, you kind of feel like you know what's going on there. On some level, sometimes it's, it's very personal and I know what that house – Sometimes it's historical. You know, sometimes you know yeah. I know what used to be here. Uh, sometimes it's infrastructural. I know that that hill, you know, has was excavated. You know, what there's all these levels of just information that's layered into the geography of the place that I experience, which is super fun. Yeah. Uh, so you just feel really connected to uh, what it, but what it was and what it is. Yeah. And what it's becoming, and that's a pretty cool experience as well. That's awesome. Does that change your larger experience of San Francisco overall, or you feel like it's localized? It's both. I mean, I've always been. I've, I've been in San Francisco for 25 years, and I've been in Bernal for 10. So, uh, and and I've been for an entire all that 25 years. I've been in a single square mile. So I've. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have not moved much, although, which is a strange thought. But, um, uh, but you know, I've always really loved the city. I'm really crazy passionate about the city. I'm here because, I, you know, my career goal more than anything else has been to stay here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and that totally. was pretty much the point of the exercise was not have to leave here. Yeah. Uh, as, and I decided that pretty early. So I've always loved this place. And to be honest, although I, I lived in the mission for 15 years, like a typical mission person, I barely ever came up here. Yeah. You know, I, and I lived on South NS. I would just walk out my door, look to the left, I'd see this hill, and I'd be like, eh, hill. Yeah. I <laughs> don't yeah. need to go over there. I, I just never went here. Yeah. You know, came here, you know. But um, uh, uh, so I can't say, you know, Bernal had some mystical appeal. Like so many people uh, who are in Bernal, and this used to, this used to be true. It's obviously less true now. A lot of people will tell you I didn't really choose Bernal, but the economics of Bernal chose me. Where I wanted to buy a house, and Bernal was you know a little bit more affordable than some of the other places, so I ended up here, and I yeah. was one of those people. Yeah. And uh, um, so, but that's what happened. But overall, it's you know I've really gained an appreciation for the neighborhood, its history. You know what it represents, um, and the look and dynamic. I mean, now it will, which obviously now, to your point, I mean, we pay for that. That the cost is not underneath anywhere else in San Francisco, but the look and the feel of the neighborhood is so different, kind of from any other neighborhood in the whole city. Yeah, yeah, it's a really amazing, amazing, amazing place. You know that it, it's one of those places, and everybody who lives here will tell you this, or has even sort of spent more than a day or two here. Uh, you know, it's the kind of place that really rewards close inspection. You know, going for a walk in Bernal <laughs> is fantastic. It's such just, an awesome way to put it. You always you always find some little nooks, some little crannies, some views, some perspective that you'd never seen before, or a flower or a plant, something growing between these two things, some little piece of art somebody stuck somewhere. You know, it's it's a neighborhood of serendipity that's really amazing. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's really incredible. And so and to the extent that it's become well-known that 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 makes sense and then you know the thing that's new the really new phenomena which is sort of was true 15 years ago but is kind of crazy true now is it's got an amazing location and amazing amazing infrastructure which is you know <clears throat> just part of what it is now i mean you know it's southern half of the city easy to get everywhere you can get to the airport you can get downtown you can, yeah. you can get to silicon valley you know, it's you really can't beat it from a location standpoint. It's got freeway access, uh, all these things that, you know, just kind of in, in terms of making your day-to-day -day life uh, kind of smooth it, are really, really nice. But at the same time, once you're on the hill, you could, you know, you feel like you're a thousand miles away. So yeah, for sure, pretty amazing. Man, I love hearing you say all that. I'm, I'm like realizing that I'm gonna have to go outside and go for a walk. Yeah, you gotta go for a walk all the time. Every time I do it, I'm just like, wow, you know, I can't believe this. This yeah. is amazing. I still feel that way. Definitely. 
Cool. Let's try to break down um, some thoughts and some advice for people that don't live in San Francisco, that live anywhere else in a suburb or a city. And they're thinking about, hey, that sounds pretty cool. Maybe I would want to um, write a local blog of my own. What would some steps be for someone to take like that? Well, first of all, I would say do it because it's really cool. You can do it. There's really nothing stopping you from doing it. The cost to start is literally zero. I uh, Burnwood is, is a WordPress-hosted blog. Uh, I own burnwood.com, but I never bothered to get it transferred to uh, the domain map to that, so it's still WordPress. I'm saying burnwood.wordpress.com, which is <laughs> yeah. really lame, but it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, in other words, it's just using a standard template from WordPress that you can load and and start publishing to, you know, right now for free. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So that's nice. There's no there's no cost to entry and there's no real technical barriers to entry. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, there's obviously the thing that you just as I said earlier, you really want to keep doing it. Like once you start, you've got to be kind of serious because once you start to have readers, you need to sort of keep them engaged and and the key to keeping them engaged is just having something to say pretty often so there's that which is just do not do it unless you think you're going to be kind of serious about giving it a try um but if you are going to do it um yeah i would just it's really just a matter of you have to sort of pursue some combination and there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with being a something of an aggregate you don't have to do it all yourself i guess mm-hmm. is what i would say you can be an aggregator uh, you can, you know, do your own stuff, but at the same time you can, as I do on Burnwood, collect stuff from neighbors. Yeah. You could see what some friends in the neighborhood know you're getting started. Ask them to fire you some emails if they see anything. You can be a curator. You can find things about, about your community that somebody else said and, you know, do a story about what they said about us. Yeah. Uh, you can use uh, things that people say on social media as stories. You can use photos people share on social media as 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 stories as as content. Things you find on YouTube. There's just you know if you really start to say like, look, I can say whatever I want as long. I, my rule about Burnwood, and I think it's a good rule for anybody who's doing these things. You have to have a strict sense of geography. Like, let's. I did once uh, have a great conversation with the. With a guy who was the editor of Texas Monthly, and uh, he was, you know, was a really terrific guy. And Texas Monthly is a really terrific magazine. And he said, "Well, sometimes there's some really cool things that happen, but they happen in Oklahoma." <laughs> <laughs> and what he's saying is, if it's not a Texas story, it's not our story. Yeah. So uh, I think it really helps to have a very clear sense of like where your boundaries are. Um, so that that's part of building a sense of community that we know who we are. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> and, good point. Uh, and you know, what's us. Yeah. And, uh, anybody is talking about us. It's fair game. Anything that happens to anybody who lives here, it's about us. It's fair game. Uh, anything that has a, I am Bernalwood Monroe rules. There has to be a DNA link to Bernal Heights, the yeah. physical place of Bernal Heights. I like the way you put that a DNA link. Totally. I mean, that means to say like it doesn't, it can be happening somewhere else in the world, but if you're from Bernal Heights, that's our story. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, it doesn't have to always happen here, but there has to be a person who tra- can tra- be traced to basically an address in Bernal Heights. Yeah. Uh, and then it becomes fair game because that's then it's about us. Yeah. So I think that if you sort of have those kinds of rules where you can think of yourself not just as a writer, but as a curator and, and an aggregator, uh, it becomes a lot easier than you might think to have something to say. Yeah. Man, Todd, I between you talking about you know, the feeling that you have for this neighborhood and kind of how much richer it's made your experience of this neighborhood doing this. 
and me on the consumer end, just getting to read the articles that you have. I really hope that a lot of listeners do start their own neighborhood blogs because it's going to be so great for all of your neighbors if you were to start something like that. It, it really builds a greater sense of community within your community. That's a, that honestly has always been my goal. That's you know has been to sort of create a sense of us. And uh, well, you totally have. It's and, awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, so, you know, there's some tricks that I've done or little quirks that I've put in place, like. Like, you know, the way I always, uh, one of the things I do on Burnwood is, is, as you know, I, a lot of this, as I said earlier, a lot of this does come from readers. A lot of the content comes from readers. And there's always like some balance between, you know, identity and anonymity, I think, for a lot of things people say. So one of the things I've done is I always call people uh, capital N neighbor and then their first name. Uh, and that's sort of a way to kind of acknowledge who they are, but at the same, and and sort of basically give them an honorific, which is neighbor. Yeah, and, totally. uh, it's great. And, uh, but at the same time, give them some, some anonymity, you know, I mean, some people have really distinctive first names, but a lot of times most people don't. And, uh, so they get some, some anonymity that you don't have to worry about saying something that's going to embarrass you. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to reveal your, your complete identity. I'm only going to reveal part of your identity. Yeah. And yet at the same time, it creates this notion like, look, you know, we're all, we're all neighbors in this. We're together. all family. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Definitely. Man, Todd, thank you so much. We really appreciate it.